Can a turtle even get dysentery? It's hard to believe, but there was a time when schools didn't give every student an iPad when they walked in the door on the first day of classes. I know, right? How did we survive this long as a society? How did our schools keep up on a global level? How is our children learning? Before the No Child Left Behind Without an iPad Act, kids used to go to the computer lab to get their digital learning on. Or, further back in the day, they would go to the library where they had like half a dozen 286 Tandys with black and green screens with no mice. This was because computers were $10,000 a pop at the time, and computers with mice were for those gay wads who used Macs at charter schools. When you ask people my age what was their first interaction with a computer in school, most will cite either Oregon Trail or where in the blank is Carmen Sandiego. The blank being America or world, or if you're not very good at the game, an expletive. These so-called edutainment titles were intended to teach students about history or geography. In my experience, however, Oregon Trail devolved into a third-person deer hunting simulator, and Carmen Sandiego turned into a let's-figure-out-how-to-hack-the-computer-so-we-can-go-shoot-deer-in-Oregon-Trail simulator. Oregon Trail and Carmen Sandiego were like fourth- or fifth-grade-level material, though. For the real good stuff, you gotta go back to first grade. I remember in first grade our teacher took the class to the library to use Logo on the Commodore 64s they had set up there. They had maybe ten Commodores, all lined up in a row, which, at the time, looked like Mission Control at NASA. That is, if NASA were run by a bunch of six-year-olds in sweatpants. Logo was a programming language. Teaching six-year-olds computer programming? That's just crazy enough to work. Using arcane commands like repeat 3 FD 200 right 120, you controlled a little triangle on screen called a turtle and made it draw things on screen as if the computer were an outrageously expensive etch-a-sketch. In retrospect, Logo itself was most likely created by the U.S. government as a recruitment program to gather the best and brightest first graders in the country to fight the Cold War in cyberspace. Considering no one from my class disappeared under mysterious circumstances that year, like in The Last Starfighter, I think it's safe to say that the Gilderland Central School District branch of the program was a failure. Or maybe that's just what they wanted us to think. There are two things I remember about going to the library for that computer class 20-some-odd years ago. First, I remember before we even touched the computers, the librarian asked the class, Who is smarter, humans or computers? Answers range from, I don't know, to, I have a booger, among the sweat-panted masses. The librarian said the answer was humans, because humans invented computers. While this logic made sense at the time, humanity was still post-Terminator 1, pre-Terminator 2, so it was difficult to see clearly. Computers hadn't beaten us in jeopardy yet, and Google wasn't a verb. If that question were asked today, I wonder how kids would answer. I like to think boogers would still be involved. Secondly, I remember the principal showed up to class. The principal! This was first grade, so it was before the principal was the man trying to oppress you. This was the equivalent of the President of the United States showing up to your weekly status meeting at work. He smiled and watched us program our little hearts out in logo, making the turtle slowly but surely draw on the screen. 
What I remember most about his visit was at some point little Bobby Tables righted 90 when he should have lefted 90 and got a little sad. The principal saw this, gave a good chuckle, and then walked over and lifted the monitor and turned it on its side, fixing Bobby's error. Dude was thinking outside the box before thinking outside the box was even a thing. I thought he was the coolest. He really was our pal. By the time high school rolled around, we had moved on from shooting deer and rotating turtles and learning about computer animation and programming spreadsheets. This was ostensibly to prepare us teenagers for the real world. Either that or Gilderland was taking a long shot on their students founding an animation studio to compete with Pixar. This did not pan out. Today, whenever I'm back in Gilderland, I hear about the curriculum my 11-year-old cousin is being subjected to in middle school. Most recently, she had to make a movie trailer for a book. Let that sink in for a minute. A movie trailer for a book. This was for English class, apparently. I'm not sure if it was in lieu of an old-fashioned book report or what, but I don't think that matters. For me, computer animation was taught in art class. When we were learning about spreadsheets, it was part of mathematics. Shooting deer was for history class. When I was sneaking around the world from Kiev to Carolina, Berlin down to Belize, it was for geography. Even when I was rotating a turtle, it was to help America fight the Russians. All of that seemed reasonable. Editing together a movie trailer for English class seems like a waste of time. Maybe not, though. Maybe this is what we need to do to fight Russia now. Or China. Or North Korea. Who are we fighting again? We realized we can't possibly compete with them in mathematics or the sciences, so now we're raising a generation of filmmakers to keep our greatest export, popular culture, on the cutting edge. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs>